Hey. This is, so this is our first time on Mommy Cast. This is your girl Latoya. And Chanel Ray. And last time we were discussing some important topics. We were talking about naming our babies. We were talking about gender reveals and how we did ours and how we named our, our two-year-old son. So that was fun. And mm-hmm. now we want to talk about the real process, which is giving birth to these boys. Oh, yeah. It was a process. You went first. Yeah. So you tell me about your experience, how you gave birth. Um, well, it was a whole experience. I was due on August 3rd, and August 3rd came and went, and they tell you, oh, you know, cl- go for a walk, climb upstairs, eat pepper, <laughs> go swimming. I, I remember those days. I, I did it all. I you know, I days. sat out and I, I sat out by the water and I just cried one day. I'm like, he doesn't want to come out. And I was so emotional. You go through that nesting phase. Now the nursery is all set up just how I want it. And he's just not coming. Like I said, you know, we West Indian. So they done... My, Parents and grandparents all told us a bunch of remedies to do X, Y, and Z. And, and oh, just worked. walk, go none swimming. Hello, I'm a runner. Walking <laughs> ain't going to do nothing for me. So it just, it didn't work. So now, you know, it, it, I'm approaching the week, week uh, past due stage. And it's time for me to go in for another ultrasound. Now I'm in the ultrasound, getting it done. And they said, your baby is 14 pounds. We have to do an emergency C-section. 14 what? I was like, 14 pounds? That's a toddler. (laughs) Like, like, what's going on? So now now I'm getting nervous because there's other technicians coming in. They're redoing the sonogram for me and whatever. And they're like, yes, we're going to have to rush you upstairs because this baby in no way can pass through... The birth canal and i'm like 14 pounds like what the hell so now you know they rushed but but at the same time i'm excited because you know i wasn't really yes i wasn't really expecting to deliver that day because i was scheduled for a c-section like two days after that because you know i'm that late so i wasn't expecting to deliver them but you know like Shout out to your boy Marquise and my sister. They were actually planning to go to Six Flags that day, and we're <laughs> upset. Like, damn, yo! <laughs> so Six you Flags was up, man. <laughs> exactly. Once again, Nitro. It, and yeah, High ninety seven had like some team trip to to Six Flags, and he was upset. He was like, "Really? You, I thought you said you were doing this on Friday, <laughs> whatever it was." But anyways, so now. Everybody's upstairs and, you know, the family was already on baby watch. So now the grandparents, the auntie, everybody's coming to the hospital and, you know, it could be any minute now. And I remember sitting in the, they send you to all these different rooms um, first. Like, so, of course, like I said, all these technicians were coming in there and just making sure that what, because 14 pounds is a lot. They were Uh, making sure that, that, you know, that the technician was doing things right and all that. So now everybody's in agreement. This baby is way too big, needs to go upstairs. So they put me upstairs in like this holding room yet because apparently, you know, we're not ready to go into, into the delivery room, into like the delivery room yet. So now it's a holding room where they're monitoring me. And the lady goes... Um, ma'am, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? Like, she's making me nervous now. Why is she asking me if I'm okay? She's like, you're going through really, really bad contractions right now. And I was like, 
feel fine. Ah, I don't feel nothing. Like, what are you talking like, about? I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like just chilling. And, you know, she's like, no, you're having really bad contractions right now. I was like, I don't feel a thing. I think I was that big that my nerves stretched well, and I couldn't feel, feel nothing. nothing. You're really blessed in that aspect. Because I, maybe because God knows that I was, re- I'm, like I said earlier, in our other episodes, I'm really the worry bug of the group. And oh so, my gosh. <laughs> worry war is not even the word. Like, I'm always she's worried. And, all the, and she was making me so nervous because Look, I'm I shaking still had, now. I still like, had two more months to go. And she's like, This is horrible. I'm, I'm in pain. I, was so I can't scared. walk. This is crazy. And I was like, Don't talk to me until the baby comes yeah, out. Yeah. So, but, but, <laughs> but for some reason, I had a weird calm about that day. Like, and I think that always happens to me. It happened to me the day before my wedding. It happened the day of delivery. Like, it was a weird calm I had in that waiting room. Like, I don't know if it was just that I felt like the love in the room, like the family there and stuff, but it wasn't like a nervous thing. I was just like, okay, this is happening. This is about to happen. And so, yeah. So going into the delivery room, um, now I'm kind of nervous because now I'm in the delivery room and they're about to put in the epidural. And at, when they give you the epidural, no one else is allowed in the room. Right, right. Your husband's not allowed, no family member. It's just you and the uh, person, the, and what's the anesthesiologist? Yes, um, they, they're in there. And thank goodness my midwife, she just happened to be on duty that day. She wasn't scheduled. See, if things happen for a reason. I might say that I wasn't scheduled for a C-section until like two more days later or something like that. And my midwife wasn't on that on schedule for that day, but she was the that, day, yeah. the actual day when they rushed um, the cesarean. So, so now she's there and also a team of like 10 interns in the room. Oh, no. Yes, yes, no. yes. See, I can so, do that. Yes. So, <laughs> I can do so that. So now, I mean, but... But that's why things, again, happen for a reason. My midwife, she came right to me and she looked me in the face. It's only me and you, baby girl. That's what she said to me. And she's like, it's only me and you. And she put her hands on my thigh and she was like, you stare at me. I got you. And that's when they put that big old needle in your back yes. and they tell you. And then they scare you and say, don't move. Don't and you, move. And if don't you move, move you can risk being paralyzed. Like, yeah. it's that bad. Same thing to me. And I was like... <laughs> I didn't and you're trying not yes. to blink. You didn't even blink <laughs> at that point. Yes. So, you know, it was very, very important to be calm. You're, you're dying <laughs> over there, right? I know yes. the guys in the room imagine, are like, uh, Imagine. And Drew, you think you can handle through. that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what we go through. Yeah. So, you know, the midwife, she's right there and she's like, you know, just look at me. So, you know, now that that's gone, I'm still, you know, so now I'm like, okay, well, now I have the, the, epidural and I'm still waiting for Marquise to come in the room and I'm gonna go back and forth in this podcast call him Marquise Eric really dope because my 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 husband has like a million names Uh, but so the midwife knows him as Eric and I'm just like so I'm like I'm like you know I'm like where's Eric where's Eric and you know and they look like they're about to get to work and he's not here and so now I'm anxious because I'm like no he needs to be in this room like what's going on and she's like they haven't brought him yet I'm like no so she sends somebody to go get him and, you know, now she's behind me, like, where he's supposed to be. And, you know, and she's like, I sent them to go get him. So now he finally comes in and she's like, he's here, he's here. And then now I relax. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized, like, I knew I loved my husband, 
But I know, no, no, that I love my husband at that moment. Because when I tell you, he is my comfort and my like, like you calm you have a I sense of calm around him. So much by the time that happened, now I was ready to go again. Like it it went it was like a roller coaster. It's definitely a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster of emotions. And so now he's in the room and I could do anything. Yeah. And yeah, then I don't See, remember anything after that. I just remember him black, showing it's me. It's like chase. a blackout. It's a blackout. Yeah. I remember yeah. waking up again, and the lady goes, "Do you know why you're here, Miss? Can you feel your legs? Can you feel your legs?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just had a baby. Where's my baby? Where's my husband?" Yeah. And then I closed my eyes again, and then I remember Marquise being over me and my mom. I think like, and now I'm in another room. So it was a constant phase of blackouts. Yeah. But if there was one takeaway from mine before we get into your story, like I just always think that you need to visit the wherever the delivery area is, like and know the procedure before you go, um, because there's a lot of things that I would have done. After and we'll get into you know post delivery in right, a few, right. but there's a lot of things that I would have done differently, and I'll explain why. But our advice to you is go visit the delivery room and the maternity ward before you actually deliver. Right. I mean, my story was similar but very different to yours. Um, I was also past due with my son Elias. Um, I was due October third. And he didn't come out until October 10th. And it was just so stressful for me too. And I remember everything that you were going through and how you were so like tired and you were just so anxious. It's just a lot of emotions that rolled through you. And I'm like, when is this baby coming out? Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I've been pregnant this whole year. Like, I can't, I can't hold this baby anymore. And um the day of October 9th, um, I was I just started having these crazy, crazy pains, maybe like around um eight, nine o'clock in that in the morning, which was a Friday. And um I was like, I have to go to the hospital. I have to go to the hospital. I just have to go. And Ryan's like, let's call them first and let's see what they say you should do. So we call them and they say, No, you're not ready. Just just relax, just relax, just breathe, just keep breathing, just keep breathing. I'm like, but how do you know I'm not ready to have this baby? How do you know that? I'm at home and you're there. They're like, trust us. We, we know that you're not ready. You're not ready. And I'm like, they're like, how far apart are the contractions? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just in pain all the time. I don't know how far apart they are. They're like, you're fine. You're fine. So it's like five o'clock in the afternoon now. And I'm like, I'm like crawling all over the floor. I'm like hunched in a ball. I'm like, like covered under covers oh, on the couch. Man. I'm like crawling. Yeah, I, I was crying to oh the point gosh. I was in so much excruciating pain. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't care what they say. Let's get in the car, grab my bags. Let's go to the hospital now. Mind you, it was pouring rain and we're like on the highway stuck oh in goodness. traffic. I'm like crawling from the front seat to the back seat. Back How seat did to I the know all of this? Oh my goodness. Because I was, I couldn't. The pain was so bad that staying in one one position felt like someone was stabbing you. Oh my god! With like god. twenty knives, it was so excruciating, and I was in pain the entire day. So I get to the hospital. I'm like, I got this baby's coming out now. He's coming out. Like I could feel him coming out. He's coming out. So they're like, okay, ma'am, can you just sit over here and fill out this paperwork? I'm like, I don't have time to fill out paperwork. I'm in so much pain. You don't understand. They're like, but you have to fill this paperwork out first. 
they were just so nonchalant. I was like, okay, they must see this all the time. <laughs> so I fill out my paperwork. I'm like chicken scratching, like whatever I have to do. <laughs> so they put me in a room for like another five hours. I'm like holding on to the railings of this bed. I'm like, I have all these IV lines. They're taking blood work. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I think they, they're so used to it and they're just so like, okay, this is fine. This is normal. We see this all the time. But this is my mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. having a child. Like, I really need some comfort. My mom was there and she's a registered nurse. So she knew all the right things to do. Like, she was like finding like my pressure points and rubbing on them. She was there throughout the whole process. And I'm so grateful for her being there because without her, I don't even know how I would have gotten through it. Ryan, you know, his first time too. So he doesn't really he's know nervous. what to do. And he's nervous as all hell. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't understand what's happening to me. Mm-hmm. So finally, they put me into the room where I'm supposed to be delivering the baby. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I'm still ready to push. So like you said, they start doing all these tests. And they start putting stuff in your arm. And they get ready for the epidural. And they're like, don't move. Do not move. This is so important. They're like, everyone has to leave the room. Do not even flinch. So I'm so, so nervous at this point because I could still feel the pain. And I kept moving just to like, you know, help myself relieve from the pain. And they're like, don't move. Just try not to move. And I could keep feeling these contractions. So they finally put the epidural in. And they're like, this should help. Um, half hour later... After the epidural, did nothing for me. Still felt the pain. And if anything, I think I felt it more. So they started giving me like all these drugs. Like the strongest drug they can possibly give a pregnant woman, they gave it to me. So at that point, I was totally drugged up. Like I didn't know where I was. I was like going in and out. Like things are starting to become hazy to me. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I guess kind of falling asleep in a way. Because from all that pain medicine they were giving me. And then my mom, being a nurse, she kept checking my vitals on the computer screen. So she's like, something's not right. Something's not right. And I'm like, what? What What happened? She's like, the baby's heart rate is dropping drastically. And I don't know how to check the computer. I don't know what she's talking about. So she's like, stay right here. I'm going to get the nurse. So she runs outside of the room. And she's like, I need a nurse to come check on her. The baby's heart rate is dropping. So I'm like, my heart is like beating so fast. I'm like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Because at this point, remember, I'm ready. I'm getting ready to push the baby Uh out. And um, two seconds later, the nurse comes in. A doctor comes in. Three more doctors come in. Then they have some other people come in, like some techs come in. So I'm so scared because all of a sudden, there's like nine people in the room, like mm-hmm. checking on me, checking my vitals, pulling stuff out of my arms. Mm-hmm. And then um, my doctor comes and said, we have to do an emergency C-section on you. The baby's heart rate is dropping, and he's not positioned in a way where we can get him through the birth canal because he's like kind of like lopsided a little bit. Oh so I'm like, oh, my God. I was in pain for 26 hours just to get cut open. Like, this is crazy <laughs> to me. Are you guys serious? No, I'm laughing now. 26 hours a, I, I of excruciating die. pain. Like, I couldn't. I thought I was going to die. That only gives you what you can handle. Yes. Because clearly Chanel wasn't built for Oh, that. my gosh. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. But when I finally got into the operating room, mind you, I'm still drugged up at this point. Mm-hmm. The operating room, they had the temperature at probably like 105 degrees. It was oh so hot. They had to keep the room warm for the temperature of the baby to keep, you know, the environment mm-hmm. warm for the baby. And almost like what happened with you, I'm like, where's my husband? He's not here. He's not here. 
and they're like he's getting suited up because he has to put on the yeah. full the, like headgear, the scrubs, and, and everything. So he's getting mm-hmm. dressed, but she's already slicing me open, and I'm like, no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. I couldn't really feel her, but I can see, see. like mm-hmm. her doing it. I'm like, my husband's not here yet. Oh my god! And then I see him coming in, and then I see him look like this. <laughs> And he comes behind, like he, his eyes opened up so wide and he like ran past my stomach because he did not want to see all of that happening down there. And, uh, sorry guys, I know this is kind of graphic, but he did not want to see all that. So he walks past me. He's like holding my hand. He's like, it's okay. He's okay. I'm like, did you see anything crazy? He's like, you can see the like fear in his face, but he's lying to me. He's like, no, it's all good. We're good. We're good. And then I'm like, I could I remember little things in and out because of the drugs, and I just remember a baby crying. I was like, "Whose baby is crying? Like, why is he? Why is this baby crying right now?" He's like, "That's our son that's crying." And then, like, I like the tears started pouring out of my face. I couldn't feel anything, but like, I just my tears were coming down. He was like, "This so one happy. was over here taking selfies." <laughs> <laughs> well, we couldn't record. We couldn't do a lot of stuff in that hospital, oh, really? but. The doctor took a picture of us, um, mm. of Ryan holding the baby. He was like, well, he, the one thing I have to honestly say about C-sections is that I don't like the fact that you're not the first person to hold your baby. Yeah. I was not able to hold my son for the first time. Like Ryan was able to, I'm happy for him yeah. in that aspect, but you know, only the dad could hold the baby and then they have to go clean it up and you know. Get no, all the they stuff gave, they gave They gave Chase to me. They put him on my chest for a little <coughs> bit. I do remember that. But yes, Marquise. Yeah, was the first I didn't really one get to, to hold him. To hold him, I didn't really get to. They like brought him up, and I saw his face while he was still crying and naked. But after that, I all I remember is Ryan holding him. We took pictures, and they were cleaning him, and he kept crying and kept crying. They're like, "All right," he's like, "Girl, I'm gonna get you back to your old body." I'm like, "You better after cutting <laughs> me up," and um. Going in the other room after uh-huh. the recovery room. Yeah. And they come back. Uh, I didn't see the baby for like a couple of hours. And they're like, can you feel your legs? I was like, no, I still can't feel my legs. They're like, okay, give it another hour or so. Which was starting to scare me because they say after a while, you should start regaining feeling in your legs. I'm like, I don't feel anything. So I'm scared at this point. And um, yeah, I'm like, because of the drugs, it's probably going to take a little bit longer for you to regain your feelings. Yeah. And then uh, I remember going... Back to my actual room where I would stay for a couple of nights. Um, they finally brought my baby to me, and I was like crying, 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 and like holding him on my Aww. chest and just staring at him. Like I cannot believe I just gave birth to this beautiful little boy, and he was like a crier at the beginning. How, how big was he? He was eight pounds two ounces. Oh, lucky so you. two pounds lighter than Chase. <laughs> two pounds lighter and two months younger. I mean, yeah. So that was such a a rolly a rolling roller coaster for me because I went through so many emotions. I went through pain. I went through happiness. I went through fear. I went through excitement. I was hot. I was cold. I was all over the place. But I would do it all over again if I have to. I would do it all over again just because of that one moment Aww. of seeing my son he was like the the best thing that ever happened to me and the joy of seeing your husband happy too makes you happy yeah 
my parents being happy, my friends being there. It was a great experience. It was a great hospital, even though they tried to play me in the beginning, like fill out this paperwork. I'm like, this baby's coming out. And that's what I want to talk about next. I want to talk about your hospital stay and, like I said, reason why I would do it differently. And tell me about post delivery now. What was your well, post? Your after um, I had the baby, of course, when you have a C section, they make you stay in the hospital at least two to three nights so they can check on your vitals, make sure everything's good. And for me, it was, it was, it was, I was grateful for the experience to be able to stay there because God knows I needed the help because I was still in pain after being cut. It was still hurting a lot. I don't know about you, but I was still in a lot of pain and I didn't know the first thing about taking care of this kid. So they helped me a lot by keeping him in the nursery so I can get some rest because I was so exhausted. And I remember like the doctors coming in and out like every five minutes to the point it was getting a little annoying because they, they're like, you need this, you have to eat this, we have to take blood work. They took blood work like almost all the time. It was constant. And my son, ugh, believe it or not, he was a crier at that point. And they're like, he's he's waking up the other babies in the nursery. We have to bring him to him. I'm like, that's fine. I'm tired. I cannot take him. I'm tired. I can't take it right now. So they're like, no, he has to stay with you. He needs skin to skin. I'm like, he don't need no skin to skin. He's fine. <laughs> Y'all just don't want the other babies to wake up. So I was with him a lot of the times, and they were showing me how to breastfeed him. They were showing me how to change him. They were showing me how to feed him his, uh, his little tiny bottles at that point. So it was a great experience because I was learning as I was there because God knows if I went home just right after I gave birth, I would be like, what do I do at this point? But they definitely like walked me through everything for the three days that I stayed there. So it was a good experience for me because I needed and, that. And did you have to take a lot of medication, especially was that something that you thought about like with everyone getting addicted to these, you know, oxys and Percocets and all that? No, I didn't really have to take much. It's just a healing process at that point because they gave me so much uh, pain medication beforehand. So it's just... A matter of making sure it all wore off properly and they gotcha. didn't want to give me any more pain so I kind of had to deal with the stitching yeah. pain for a little while and it was kind of hard for me to hold him be and breastfeed him because it's like pressure on my stomach mm -hmm. it was a little difficult but you know I made it work and I just think that that kind of just got me ready for whatever was coming right after that well my post delivery experience I want to say wasn't the best. I, I, I mean, there wasn't, thank goodness, anything tragic. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to anticipate any kind of horror stories. No, it was fine. But there's little things that I want the audience to know and understand so that you can be better prepared. Um, like you, you know, I, after surgery, went into a recovery room. I don't remember much about that because when I went in, it was in early in the daytime. And by the time I came to, it was night already. And I and I would open my eyes for a few seconds and see a different family member. Like I saw the yes. grandparents, closed my eyes, woke up, I saw the cousin, I saw I you know, my, you. my, my sister. Me. And so I was in and out, but they were letting me rest. But um, in, I delivered a Jacoby here in the Bronx and Jacoby had a... Um, they, the recovery room had the baby right next to so like you know still in the in the incubator thing or mm -hmm. whatever yeah. um but in the same room and it was a private room yes. next to me so the family was in there but then the baby was also you know 
right off to the side with me. So even though I wasn't holding Chase, the baby, um, you know, Chase was still in the same room with me. So you didn't get to hold him as Not, not as, as much. much. They were giving yeah. him to me, but I probably, again, was so in and out. Yeah. Um, my, um, my, I guess, like I said, I don't want to call it trauma, but my worrisome after that came after surgery and going into the maternity ward. Um, the maternity ward, when we went, uh, when they finally moved us into our private room, Chase wasn't allowed to come with me um, for a lot of the times because he had jaundice. Okay. So they kept him inside. What's jaundice for people who don't know John, what that is? To be honest, I still don't know. I know the <laughs> symptoms. Ja- jaundice, you know, you have yellow eyes yeah. and it's something with the skin. And a lot of mixed babies have jaundice. And that's another thing people don't really tell you before. You know, I'm not here discouraging you from mixing races <laughs> and whatnot. No, my I come from a mixed heritage and so does my husband. So we are definitely of mixed blood. You know, love shows no race and boundaries. But um, genetically, there's a lot of things that do not mix well because you come from a mixed background. And so jaundice is common in mixed babies as well as your blood tends to be much thinner a lot of people get mixed diagnosed with um, anemia when they're not anemic they just have a different type of blood cell that is thinner because of their mixed heritage this is things never known i until, never knew that until she told me that yeah i never even heard of that yeah and, it, and it's it's so common now especially the more and more we mix Mixed races. Make pretty babies. <laughs> the thing is, is that when you told me about that, yeah. and I was still pregnant at the time, I literally thought the same thing was going to happen for Elias because mm-hmm. he's you know, a mixed baby as well. And I really thought that he would be going through the same thing. But luckily, I mean, it didn't, it yeah. didn't apply to him. And so what jaundice means in the hospital is that the baby has to stay in the nursery for uh, at least a two-day period under the lights. Um, it's a certain type of light that, you know, kind of tans them without, and, and again, it, it, it deals with pigmentation, uh, not only with the skin, but with the eyes. Um, the lights help to, you know, cure the jaundice. So now him being in the nursery, just like Elias, he is a crier. <laughs> and what they did, um, the nurses, instead of, you know, he couldn't come back to me. I couldn't hold him because he has to be under the lights because of the jaundice. So they gave him a pacifier. Now, that pacifier oh, gosh. Um, is something that my husband and I weren't planning to give Chase. Um, they did not ask us if permission if they can give Chase a pacifier, but they did. And so now the baby is attached to the pacifier already. Um, it it wasn't it's until a comfort for him at that point. it became a comfort for him. Um, and just to fast forward, um, Chase doesn't use a pacifier now, but he went up to maybe almost a year and a half using it. Like he used it in May. He was born in August. So yeah, it was about an a year and a half um, since he was attached to the pacifier. Um, and it definitely became a thing and kind of still is a thing. He still yeah, he has, still has, he's still, he doesn't, he's, he's two years old now and he, um, and he doesn't use the pacifier anymore, but he, 
still likes things in his mouth. He yeah. will chew his sweater. He will, you know, it's an oral fixation. It's an oral fixation. Yeah. And again, it all starts from the pacifier. So that is another thing you need to discuss. And be mindful of. Be mindful of. If that's something, if you're fine with the pacifier, then by all means, let them know. But if you are- You just never uh, know. Because the thing is, with Elias, they gave him a pacifier as well, but he hated it. And he never had a pacifier his whole entire time. But my thing is, I think they should ask you. And as a parent, and again, because I was so opposed to it, I never had a pacifier growing up. Neither did anyone in my family. It's definitely not something that I wanted for my child. And I feel like they should have asked me. Absolutely. So that is something that, you know, if you do still feel strongly against it, that's something I recommend that you find out their procedures before you go to that hospital for delivery and you know make Absolutely. a notation request it and just you know keep everything in writing. Absolutely. I agree. The, with that. the same thing with C-section. You I mean C-sections. I'm with, um, I'm sorry. We're talking about C-sections. <laughs> um if you want to have the baby circumcised. Right. That's the That's big something thing. that you should discuss with your with the child's father because they will make that decision right then and there yes. and if you didn't speak about it you know, you, you don't want to have an argument, uh, you yes. know, right after delivery. All that delivery. should be clear from the beginning. Correct. Are you going to have it yes or no? And if and not, you know. Then, yeah, so make that decision. Make that clear. Make, because once that decision is made, they like literally take the baby, they're out of there, snip, snip, and then they bring the baby you back. Don't, it's not even a long procedure. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a, it's a decision they force you to make right then and there, and um, it gets done. And then also... Again, I stress to visit the maternity ward before you um, before you even close to delivery so that you know what to expect. Will you have a private room? Will you, right. you know, how big are the rooms? So like yes. it will be there another chair. <laughs> what, you know, garments do they bring you? Do you need your own robe? You, you see, know? the thing is, is that I already knew what I was getting myself into because the hospital that my son was born, Northwell Health in uh, New High Park, he, that hospital was just newly renovated. Mm-hmm. So the maternity ward was brand spanking new. All the rooms were private. There was nice. no shared rooms. Um, The views were beautiful. They had like a nice comfy couch for the dads to lay on in that room and um I know that because I knew what I was expecting, I knew what to pack mm-hmm. for the baby. Um they always say to bring um a onesie. They always say to bring two changes of clothes. Um they baby provide bag. a baby bag of all his necessities. And then of course the number one important thing is that they will not let you leave the hospital with the baby if you do not have an infant car- seat. An infant car seat. Yes. That is like they will not let you leave the hospital. Like you would have to go wherever you have to go to go get one, but they have to check the car seat. They, I don't know if they did it for you, but they actually come outside to the car to make sure that it's properly installed and no, the baby is properly installed they just, inside. They, they did check. The nurses did come and you know make sure that the car seat, um, you know, we had the one that just snaps right into the stroller. Right. Um, so they did see that, but then they, they let us go. They didn't really check yeah, the car. Yeah, they checked to see if you install it correctly inside the car at my hospital, mm-hmm. which I thought was important because, yeah, we did know how to do it, but... You're bringing a brand new life home for the very first time. You want to make sure all your your T's are crossed and all your I's are dotted. And at you that also point. want to make sure um, that you know about this security policy. Um, different depending on what state you are, you know, it it varies. But and especially here for in New York City, um, it's a little bit different in Suffolk because I know my sisters delivered in Suffolk County, so they they're not as strict. But here in New York City. 
they're even more strict with Absolutely. the maternity rewards. You have to, you know, the the babies um, get a special um, wristband, ID tag. ID tag. Yeah. It can't go past a certain point in yes. the maternity ward. Which I I love yes. that they implement this because it's so important. It's so scary. It's you don't know scary. these days so many people are kidnapping kids out of maternity wards. So your, yeah. your safety and your baby's safety is top priority. Yes. And it's definitely some of the things you should ask. What is their visitor you know, policy, not only for the visitors that you're bringing, but also, you know, who's coming, especially if you're sharing a room, you know, when are visitors allowed and when aren't they, or dad's allowed to come. And those are the type of yeah. things and, that and you ask should be for, prepared and for. And ask for important people like a lactation nurse, let them come and help you. If you don't know the first thing about breastfeeding, which you probably won't, especially with your first and child. And we're going to get into, we're going to yeah. get into a whole episode find of out, breastfeeding. Yeah, we need to find out how to do it because I think it's important. Sometimes they ask if you want a lactation nurse. Sometimes they don't have a lactation nurse, and sometimes um, you can't, and you shouldn't be forced to breastfeed. But we'll again, we're yeah, gonna we'll get, get we're that. gonna get into a whole episode <laughs> about breastfeeding, right? And uh, talking about our next episode, we're gonna get into um, bringing baby home and you know adjusting to the new mommy life because it gets real after that. Yes. As you leave the hospital, it gets really, really, really real. Right now, we have our separate uh, Instagram accounts. I'm Latoya. You can find me at Toystar. That's T-O-Y-S-T-A-R-R. And P-Q Chanel, P-Q-C-H-A-N-E-L. And our group handle is A Mommy Cast. You can find us there. If you have any questions, you can email us at amommycast at gmail.com.